Now, Sophie Gray, you have sent us a text. Sophie, I remember yes. interviewing you about how you're an absolute expert at stretching dollars and feeding people on <laughs> the smell of an oily rag. Well, that's a very generous way to put it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> We've done a few book functions together. so Yes, yes, we have. What are you up to now, running a food bank? Um, yes, yeah, so I wear two hats. So I still uh, am kind of widely known as the destitute gourmet, you know, making yeah. fashionable food that doesn't cost a fortune. Um, but I'm also the operations manager for a food bank on the North Shore, um, which often surprises people that the North Shore even needs a food bank. But but the reality is that, you know, life is tough right across the motu. So, you know, we, we need to be providing resources at every possible level. Yeah, absolutely. So do people know how to budget or is that gone by the by? I think it's very much gone by the by. You know, in the, in the old days, housekeeping mm. was considered, you know, a, a skill. It was passed on from generation to generation and people took some pride in it. You know, yeah. people would be bragging about their economy and about how, you know, they'd managed to, you know, grow this and save that. And, you know, husbands would brag about their, you know, I mean, this is sort of, you know, going back, but, you know, brag about what good housekeepers their wives were and that you would have housekeeping money and that was the amount of money that was set aside to manage your household expenses mm. if that money was handled well then there was money left for holidays and new appliances and those kinds of things and if it was frittered away then those things couldn't happen and as a society we just don't operate like that anymore and in many ways that's a good thing um, but but there are some aspects of that business of taking the housekeeping seriously that I think that we have lost to our detriment and the sense of, you know, taking pride in your ability to um, economise and to make your good choices with your money so that you've got the freedoms to do the other important things in life. Yeah, absolutely. And, I've, you know, I've just noticed with the price of everything going up, that when it comes to, and my daughter's very good at this, she never buys food out. She will always make sure that she takes snacks with her for the little ones yeah. so that you're not yeah. caught out with a hangry, you know, three-year-old. You've got something there in the bag to give them immediately and you don't have to buy an overpriced anything from, from the shops. Yeah, that, that that's absolutely right. And a lot of people don't factor in the money that they spend out into their grocery bill. Yeah. So they'll actually, they'll be talking about what they think that they spend in the supermarket, but they won't have factored in the snacks or the quick flip through the McDonald's drive through or the, the, you sushi, know, the four the, coffees, mm. yeah, the four coffees that they bought during the course of the week. But all of those are part of your overall grocery spend. And I, I think it's really important that people um, who want to, to actually get it under control take take stock of what they're actually spending and then have a look at what you think you can actually afford. Um, and if those two don't align, that, that's where you start making some serious choices. Um, you know, so you're rationalizing then whether or not something is a luxury or an essential because you want to make sure you've got all the essentials before you do the luxury. So the coffee out might be a luxury, making sure you've got all the things you need for the kids' school lunches, that's the essential. Yeah. And there might be rationalizations even in that, buying a house brand as opposed to a big brand, um, you know, changing some of your meat choices from premium cuts to um, more versatile things like mints and, you know, chicken drumsticks that you can roast and strip the meat off. They're 
one of the cheapest things you can buy at the moment. Strip the meat off, shred it into your um, risottos and, you know, th- those kinds of things, just beginning to rationalize ways that you can bring your spend down to the level that you can afford. And planning, menu planning is absolutely the way to go. Oh, 100%. It's one of the single best things that somebody wanting to save money at the supermarket can do. Decide what seven meals you are actually going to make this week and then make sure that you've got the ingredients for them and also look at whether or not you can afford them. If one of your favourite meals involves you know, a fresh salsa of tomatoes and avocado at this time of year and in this current climate, that might be better to switch out and serve it with a coleslaw, for example, um, so that you still get that fresh crunch. You know, there are lots of choices that you can make that are just little tweaks that the family often don't even notice, but that can save you significant amounts of money and reduce the stress. <laughs> I found a packet of white bait that I had been, was in the freezer left over from last season, and I thought, I've got to use that. So whip yep. that up for sort of brunch on the weekend. And this morning, my daughter said to the five-year-old, what would you like for breakfast? Um, we've got wheat pixel porridge, and he went, or you can have eggs on toast. And he went, I really fancy some more white bait. And <laughs> that is probably the first and last time you'll have it for the next few years. So no, forget you even had it. <laughs> Yeah, well, you raise an interesting point, too, because um, I spend a lot of time in the supermarkets, um, and I hear a lot of parents um, giving their kids the financial and nutritional choices. And, you know, sometimes it's fun, like you say, to be able to let them choose their own treat or choose a piece of fruit. If that's your way, then sometimes being able to say to them, actually, we can't afford that at the moment. You're going to have to choose a different yeah. one. Uh, you know, they, it, you're not going to break their spirit for life. You're going to teach them financial sense. Um, and, you know, uh, often a five, five or six-year-old, they are not really qualified to make the nutritional choices anyway. So, you know, rationalizing some of that, it's like, yes, it's nice to give them some choice. But actually, if, if they are making all of the financial and nutritional decisions and it's costing you an arm and a leg, then it's possibly time to haul that back in as well. Um, and, you know, you save the treat cereal as a mm. treat. And you go back to the cornflakes, white rices, wheat bix and, and porridge for breakfast. Mm. Um, you know, those kinds of things. That it, it's actually okay to, to separate out the treats from the everyday stuff. And as adults, often we blur the lines as well because it's just so easy to wave the pay wave over the, mm. over the little thing and not think about the money being sucked out of the account. Yeah, I think it's good for them to know, you know, I thought I'd give them everything, but no, I won't. As it turns out, I won't, because $44 a kilo for passion fruit, when there's perfectly good mandarins and apples in season, you know, (laughs) they'll have to settle for that. But I think it's good to let them know they can't afford it. You know, we we can't afford to buy that. um, We used to have a container that we called AEB, which stood for adult baking, because, you know, sometimes you'd make things for visitors or whatever that, you know, were a bit more um, indulgent and luxurious. And if the kids were every bit as happy with a homemade ginger nut, then frankly, they could have the homemade ginger nut. And I was going to save the really um, luxurious brownie for the people who truly appreciated it. Um, And, you know, it's like... uh, if if you have to make those kinds of choices, you know, then at, at that point you're not doing anyone actual harm. Everybody is getting what they want. Nobody is going without. And at the end of it, you actually have this enormous sense of um, achievement when Absolutely. you can haul it back. Absolutely, it's, it's empowering. I agree. To take control of your finances. Nice to talk, Sophie. And you can find out more. 
destitutegourmet.com. Loads of tips there.